This is Turner Mining Live, where we give you a behind-the-scenes look at how we're innovating to change the game and grow a business in an ancient but still booming industry. What's up, guys? Keaton Turner here uh, in the Turner Mining Live podcast studio. It's a very humble studio. To my right, I've got the guy. Um, oh, that Uh-oh. was... Was that that a- was right on cue? I've got the guy Tom, <laughs> ah! Thomas Hahn as he uh, Open opens a, beer. a banquet. Open a beer, a banquet, a banquet beer. beer. Yeah, Thomas Hahn, everybody. Uh, and, th- and then across from me, um, this one's going to be fun. I've got a I've got a real legend in the flesh, um, a just a totally different human being than what we've ever had on the show before. Yeah, uh, in in your own special, unique ways. Uh, he is our senior vice president of equipment, Mr. Cade Smith. Well, thank you. I was going to say your full real name, but I won't do that. On yeah, the that, that's a yeah. good idea. Okay. I want to. I want to live to see. Well, that's all good. I, I don't. To see I don't it. have a cool banquet or anything to open because I didn't get a beer. I got a water, and I'm not sure why. I don't know that we've ever had anybody on the show actually drink a water. I know. I don't. Um. Yeah. I guess I could go. Make what, a, remember when we were doing them remote? Yeah. COVID. I, yeah, the, I mean, it could. I don't know what people were having in their house, but maybe that could be. Well, this one's gonna be fun. Um, I'm gonna move. I uh, there's a lot I want to get into. Yeah, and, and I asked you just right before we click the little red button that says record <laughs> what what we are allowed to get into and not get into, <laughs> which which I normally don't have to ask with certain people, but with you, that is definitely something I have to ask. Um, you know, we are, we do have like a little, a little video camera up here mm-hmm. and you are wearing long sleeves. So mm-hmm. th- there's a couple things that I want to get into. And I, I wrote, I wrote a couple notes down as he's pulling the sleeves down. Oh, just checking the time. <laughs> what, what, uh, first of all, tell us your background. Cause I think it's important The people that don't know you, um, you've been here for 10 months, 11 months, almost a year now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've totally changed the way our business operates, uh, especially within the equipment world, but, but even more so than that, uh, you've brought, uh, over, the, over the last several months, you've brought a totally different, um, you know, look into leadership and what you've done with your team and how you've built the team is really cool. Uh, but tell people that don't know who you are, like, what have you been doing? Where did you live previous to where you live now? Like, give us an insight into who is Cade and, and how did he even get here? Um, I guess, uh, so I grew up in a small town in Idaho, Salmon, Idaho, grew up in a small town, grew up in the mountains. Dad was mining in the mining. Um, so I started out fairly young doing it, right? Grew off, grew up uh, a bit off grid, you could call that. Yeah. Up in the mountains, um, Dad had a mine there at the house. Um, got a mining. Uh, it was called Lipes Bromite and Silver Load. Yeah. So I was young enough then, like ten years old, that I probably don't remember other than I was got the glory of helping. Yeah. <laughs> for dinner, Volunto- <laughs> voluntold. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You ate dinner if you helped. So, but anyways, no, it was good. It was a. Uh, um, and then I professionally got into mining at um, uh, early in my career, mechanic, um, got into mining for uh, at Bear Track Mine is where I started professionally. And where's that? In Salmon, Idaho. Okay. Yep. Small gold mine in Salmon, Idaho. Stayed there for a number of years until they kind of announced that they were running out of reserves and stuff. And then I moved to Round Mountain, Nevada, which is in Round Mountain, Nevada. Mm-hmm. Large gold mine. I was a maintenance general foreman there. We built an ALPM system, which is assembly line PMs. When you have a massive amount of haul trucks, you have to put them through. When you have 50 trucks, there's not enough hours in the day, so you have to assembly line them through PMs. So you have to do washes for this much time, loops for this much time, and everything has to be coming in behind it. It's yeah, it's a big operation there. It's literally an assembly line. So yep. we put a shop in, implemented an ALPM is what we call it, assembly line PM system, put that in, um, stayed there for quite a number of years. Um, then moved to Montana, worked at a talc mine in Montana. Yeah. And, Dylan, uh, 
Yep, Dillon, yeah. Montana. Yep, yeah. worked for Barrett's Minerals. Beautiful. Yeah. Up there. Yep, I, I I was at the treasure mine in the Ruby Mine. I was pretty much the only salary person on the mountain. They call it Big Sky out there for a reason. Yes, oh, yeah. yes. Wild. So I stayed there for a couple of years, and then Ken Ross got a hold of me and asked me to go do him a favor in Fort Knox, Alaska. So I went to work for went to work back for Ken Ross at Fort Knox for a couple of years, maintenance mm-hmm. manager. Uh, had a really rough time with, uh, you know, equipment maintenance. Is that when you made the cover of the magazine and I did. the stuff you just showed me? I flying, did. flying stuff in and helicopter. Oh, was, yeah, a little bit later. I did <laughs> yeah. a different. I did. I made a different magazine cover there. That was crazy. So I, um, I went there. We turned our shovels around. We put maintenance systems in process, and we spent a couple years. Um, and that was about the time of my life where I, I lived in Fairbanks. I didn't mind it, but it does get a little bit cool there yeah. in the wintertime. Probably <laughs> not a lot of light, a little uh, bit dark, and it wasn't quite like my family wasn't like hip on saying this is Fairbanks, Alaska is where we're going to be mm. f- till retirement. So we did say that Eagle River, Alaska, Anchorage, Alaska was going to be where we were going to be. So uh, I decided to pull up from there, and I went to work for Construction Machinery Industrial. Yeah, cool. CMI. And their yep CMI and their large <laughs> Volvo Hitachi dealer Atlas Copco. Um, so I was service manager in Anchorage, helped out in Fairbanks. I knew Fort Knox, so I helped out with all the shovel contracts up there. <laughs> cool. Um, managed it, did that for a number of years, helped out all the branches, and then they moved me to Juneau to be a regional manager for them. So when I went to Juneau is, uh, as a regional manager is when I went and did a small hydro project with Red Path for CMI, and okay. we flew all the machines backcountry, yeah. took them apart. There was a Volvo magazine involved and some stuff like that. That was about the same time Gold Rush TV show was going on. Yeah. We did a bunch of stuff in the background for them through CMI. Um, pretty secretly in the background. Probably not too secret now, but it was secretly then. Yeah. And uh, then I kind of, uh, I decided I, Juno is a little bit of a damp environment. So I'd spent <laughs> a couple of years there and I decided I want to go back to the Anchorage area. So I moved back to Anchorage, worked for CMI for a number of years after that. And then wife and I kind of decided that it was time to move back down to what we called the lower 48. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went to work for Marigold, got an offer at Marigold. And uh, I worked there for a couple of years, um, worked on their maintenance program, turned mem- turn them around. And then I, uh, I decided to move on. Um, and we went and uh, I did my own thing for a while. I own a company called CNC Consulting. So I did my own thing a little bit on the side. And at the same time, LeadCore had found me. And uh, I went to work to help them. Um, with all their equipment and stuff as a maintenance manager for U.S. Mining. And then I got a phone call one afternoon, about three months worth of phone calls to be exact. Liz, yep. Liz was pretty persistent. She is. and uh, She so has a reputation for that. Yeah, She beat my door down until I, uh, until I caved, I guess is the right word. But, it, but at the same time, I've, I've always been in maintenance. I've always been in operations, been a people person. I come from, you know, a pretty humble beginning. And you so, literally grew up mining. Yep. Yes. Yeah. You've been around machines for a long time. Yes. Yep. Which is awesome. Yeah. I mean, I think it was, I don't know, I did nine or 11 years old when we moved to town <laughs> from the mountains, you know? Yeah. yeah. From the mine to town. Yeah. So pretty much my whole life. And I've been in it, around it, doing it, operations, maintenance, putting in, you know, assembly, uh, like we were talking a minute ago about assembly line PMs where, you know, you're putting a number of PMs through or whether it's major rebuilds on shovels. We did major rebuilds on shovels, like tore them down to the bare frame, did full-off rebuilds on them in Fairbanks and put them back into service up there for Fort Knox. Uh, built lots of shovels. Uh, I managed the rebuild crews for all the 5600s at Fort Knox, right? Jeez. We managed a maintenance contract up there. Um, did all kinds of, you know, just my whole career has been about what can what are the simplest things in life that you can do to make things better that don't cost a ton, but right. it takes a lot of determination and bullheadedness. And I do have both of those. Yeah. A, a I can, bit. I can attest to that. <laughs> well, but, mining is one of those things where, you know, you're going to get kicked in the balls every single day with equipment. Mm-hmm. You just are. And, and it equipment will break your heart time and time again, it, because and I've said this before, when you're ripping the earth apart, the machines take a lot more beating than the earth does. Yeah. You know, and, and, and there's days where everything goes right, but it's, it's rare, especially when you're on a site with a lot of machines, it's rare that everything goes right every day. Yeah. 
So it takes a lot of bullheaded people in the equipment world to sign up to go get their balls kicked in every day. Yeah, you it, know it can be an unfor- It can be a very uh, what's the right word? I just don't know. I used to tell I had a assistant service manager that worked at one of our branches and. He would always say, you know, I never get a phone call where somebody's like, hey, thanks. Exactly. He said, I always get a phone call that my shit's broke. And I'm yep. like, well, what do you expect? Yeah. They're only calling us when things are bad. And, and that's probably true today, right? I mean, it, you rarely get like the, hey, you guys did a great job, equipment yeah. team. Thanks so much for everything you do. Yes, yeah, generally, it's generally the other way around. But, you know, it's just the, it's the world that, you know, you, you, you live in. It's the world you're used to. I guess it's just kind of how I am. I'm a bit of a perfectionist. I got a bit of ADHD or whatever, where I'm a little bit systematic, but I've learned through the years that there's a price to be paid for everything you do. Yeah. But the most important thing to me, and and, and some people will agree listening to this, some people will be like, oh, that guy's a real, you know, not a a, a special kind of person. character, I guess (laughs) is probably the right word. Like, you know, there's probably a handful of people that don't care for me, which that's okay too. I mean, life is life. Mm -hmm. But for the overall, if if, if if most of the decisions that are made throughout life and throughout equipment and everything, sometimes they're hard decisions, sometimes they're easy decisions, but at least they're consistent decisions. Yeah. And the people are the only thing we have. That's it. That's the only thing we have. So we have people and equipment. We can buy all the equipment in the world, but if we destroy it, then that's one thing. But mm-hmm. if we don't maintain it correctly, that's another thing. Mm-hmm. So again, both of those things are done by people and putting things in place to make sure they're they're done right. We have uh, we've came a long ways in ten months. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. But we've got <laughs> yeah. a long ways to go. But but we have to also and like I told my team this week, we're we're in Bloomington this week with my team and we're onboarding a new uh, uh, equipment manager this week and. It's like I told him, he comes from a big mine that had lots of things in place and all kinds of things. And I said, remember, we get paid to move dirt for a living. That's truly what we get paid to do. Yep. And we like to do it right. We want to take care of our assets. And we want to do it as best we can, but we don't rebuild things. We don't. We have a little bit of a different philosophy that Keaton and I have spent hours and hours in rooms developing this philosophies, right? And in but that's just what we live by, right? Good to us looks like this. Yeah. Good to another company looks like this. But our philosophy with what we do to be good priced, good, good looking equipment, go out and do a good job looks like this. And that's good. Right? Yeah. And as long as we're doing that, we're good. Right. Well, I think the only thing, you know, more interesting than your background, well, your background's super interesting, but it's, it's you and your, you personally. Yeah. And your personal story, like in, you know, I'll never forget when I, so Liz talked to you the first couple times, yep. right? Yep. And then, and then one day it was right, I think it was right between Christmas and New Year's. Yep. I finally got a chance to call you on the phone and we go through a couple rounds, uh, have a couple conversations. And I'm like, yeah, this dude is the guy. Cause we'd been looking, <coughs> excuse me. We've been looking for, um, a special character. Yes. For, a, for a while. Yeah. No, no doubt I'm special. It takes a special, and I, and, I, and I say that with a smile, it takes a special character to do this equipment business. It really does. And I'll never forget in, our, in one of our conversations, you're like, hey, listen, you know, there's a few things you need to know about me. And I had kind of already made up my mind. I was like, well, this is the guy. There, you know, there's not much you can tell me. And you're like, well, you know, it's kind of like that boyfriend-girlfriend moment, right, where you're getting ready to start dating. You're like, hey, listen, I, I need to tell you a few of these things. Yes, and, that's and true. And so... You know, I don't think you, I don't think you said like, Hey, you might want to sit down, but you were like, Hey, just brace yourself. I got a few things I want to tell you. And so, <laughs> so we start talking and you're like, you know, I, I, uh, I'm into tattoos and I'm like, that's, that's cool, man. You know, I'm into tattoos also. I don't have any, but I'm into them. Um, that's not going to be a problem. And you're like, well, uh, you know, I wear long sleeves. I'm like, okay, that's fine. You know, just shirts, whatever. No big deal. <laughs> And I'll never forget the first time I saw you. I was like, "Oh, this guy, you know, he looks the part." Like you're, you're a guy. When you look at you, people aren't really gonna just start messing with you, right? But then you roll your sleeves up, and and then you've showed me your chest before. All the work you've had done, you know, you've had a really interesting go. Anyway, I don't need to get into all of it, but you ride Harley's. Yes. And you don't ride them like a normal person rides Harleys. Like they're on one wheel or they're 100 <laughs> plus miles an hour. At times. Or there's, you know, I got a video sent where there's a there's a bar room 
there's Harleys inside the bar. That could have happened. Smoking <laughs> out the rest of the bar doing burnouts. So, well, the way we look at it, if you can smoke a cigarette in a bar, you can smoke a tire in a bar. Because <laughs> the tire <laughs> okay. is the worst. That's, the I'm second, putting that on the shirt. <laughs> the secondhand smoke from the cigarette is worse than secondhand smoke from a tire. Oh yeah. So, hey. There you go. I mean, I... I Oh, man, there's there's so many things that is not going to make it on this podcast that I wish we could. And your one-liners, I mean, uh, you know, the stories around your one-liners, um, and some of them might come out in this, but that 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 one right there belongs on a shirt. I mean, to me, um, what you've done here in ten months, and uh, and I should back up because before you got here, uh, we we'd had another guy in place. Jake, who most people that have listened to this know mm-hmm. Jake, right? Jake yep. was a one-man band for a long time. We rented a lot of equipment yeah, uh, because in the early days we couldn't afford to buy it uh, or we didn't want to buy it or whatever the case might have been at the time. So we rented a lot of equipment, and we, you know, we did the best we could, and Jake did the best he could, but he had no leadership. He had no – he had, yeah. you know, I'm not an equipment guy, so he had very little leadership for me. Um, and I think you coming here – uh, and us telling Jake, hey, you're going to get a new boss, and you show up looking the way you do, right? <laughs> but the smile on your face. Yep. Dude, I think it was maybe two days, and he was like, yeah, this guy's amazing. Yes. And Yeah, I remember, I, our first conversa- I remember our first conversation. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think now, looking back 10 months later, and we'll get Jake on someday to tell the real story, I don't think he would have ever expected the kind of person he got not only like your experience and how you think about things and and you are a special character which is what we need because when you build anything from scratch especially an equipment business which is what you've built yeah it takes a real unique person with a real unique set of uh, skills uh, but I don't think Jake could have ever picked out somebody like you and the rest of the team that's built around you guys I had lunch with you guys today it's just awesome yeah, I mean, try to keep it lighthearted, but get it done. Yeah, yeah, and and it, that did not exist ten months ago. No, uh, we no. had a few pieces, right? We had we had an asset, an asset manager, a coordinator. We had a few pieces, but it definitely didn't feel like a team. Didn't operate like a team. You know, we're we weren't renting rigid frame haul trucks to people back then. We weren't running our own, or we had just started running our own, I guess, back then. Yeah. Um, but some of the stuff you know you guys are doing now is super exciting, and I think you're spot on. It all depends on the people. Yeah, yeah. That's the piece that is, to me, most exciting about you because you get you get the people thing. Yeah, you know. Yeah, we tr- we try really hard to. I, I shouldn't say we. It is we because I mean, I, yeah. I mean, we we've done so much. I we were talking about it today. We were in this training today, and and uh, we were on a on a call with accounting, you know, we, we, when we do this onboarding, you know, with our new equipment managers, we go through sections and segments. Right. And we were on the call with accounting today. And, uh, I was on the call, you know, talking to Emmy and, and after the call, you know, we started talking and there, they, and Jake's like, yeah, we literally built what we do for purchasing in this room. Kate and Emmy sat in this room and just drew it on a board. He said, I remember the day you stood there and wrote it out on chalkboard then we grabbed Keaton and Gant and said, "Hey, come check this out. We really want to do this." And we did it. Yeah. And we built and we didn't build Sage, but you kind of built Sage, right? We built E360, right? Mm-hmm. That all happens just from just bullheadedness and determination and yes. we want to do it the right way. We want these things in place and it takes a long time. Yeah, and that's and the a lot of that's training. the thing and I th- I think, you know, people have seen this with us over the years. They've seen certain people come and go. And there are definitely days where I've seen you frustrated. You're like, dude, this should not be this hard. Yeah, there's some days. Yeah. You know, and but I remind everybody, the people that have come and gone, the people that are still here, if you build anything from scratch, I don't care if you're building a biscuit. Dude, if you build it from <laughs> scratch versus just buying something off the shelf, like yeah. for us to build this company from scratch and build all the processes and then build an equipment business where you guys have your own revenue streams aside from what we've done historically. Like, that's correct. That stuff doesn't, you don't just, it doesn't just happen. Yeah. You don't just go buy, you know, $10 million worth of equipment, 20 million, 50 million, uh, and it just works. It takes a lot of humans, a lot of thought, a lot of process, a lot of controls, 
and people, you know, and you've seen this, I'm sure over your years elsewhere, it's real easy to step into a place where it's all running and it's all yeah. been built and the systems talk to each other and the processes are, and everyone follows the rules. That's cool. It's not so fun when you have to build it yourself with nothing. Yeah. You have to have some uh, self-drive and self-motivation. Yeah. You, and perseverance, right? Yeah. Like, you have to be the guy that doesn't, every morning you get up and you still want to hit your head on the same wall. Yeah. At the same dent yeah. over and over and over until the dent either goes away or you get sick of that dent and go find a different one. Exactly. Which is why it takes a special person. Yeah. Yeah. You can't get, you can't get, you got to stay up. You got to. Yeah. And then working from, you know, because I come to Bloomington once a month or once every other month, but I travel to the sites. But primarily, a lot of that gets done at my home, right? I have a, my own special spot at home that's, you know, in an office at the end of a hallway where I lock myself in there and you just go to work. Yeah. Spend lots of time on the phone. Yeah. And we're, we're three, well, four time zones apart. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, three hours apart. Three hours apart. But, yeah, yeah, yep. you, yeah you got Pacific... Mountains, central and eastern time zones. Yeah, you every, know. every project we have is in a phone, different time zone. Yeah, the phone can start ringing at three a.m. or two thirty a.m. Yep, and then it can. But about you know two o'clock in the afternoon, things are pretty. Two or three in the afternoon, things are pretty slow. But I, I mean, a lot of people that listen to this, you know, whether there are own people currently that have aspirations of starting their own company someday, or mm-hmm. people that have have you know used to be here, and they're like, dude, Turner just it was a great company, but those guys were so screwed up. They didn't have it figured out or it's just someone that, you know, wants to build their own company. Yeah. People underestimate how hard it is to build from scratch. You know, it, it is a lot easier uh, and it's still hard, but it's a lot easier to go ask somebody for money and go take out a big loan and then go buy another company. That's got 30 years of process and maybe they're not the best process. Maybe it's not the best programs in place, but there's something it's a lot easier to build from something than it is to build from nothing. Yeah. And find the right people that want to get on the boat. And, and you've seen this firsthand in 10 months, how many people that get so frustrated, they can't see straight because something doesn't work quite right. And it ruins all their momentum, right? They have no, they have no way to look past that certain problem to say, yeah, you know, that's, that's an issue internally, but look at all the good things we just built the last three months. Look at all the things we're trying to build for the next three months. You know, uh, people like Jake, if he would have stopped every time he got frustrated oh my and gosh. he wouldn't have lasted, I think he's been here four years, yeah, over four years, almost. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It, I don't think he personally would have developed anywhere near as far as he has. No, Jake, Jake's stubborn in a good way, right? Like his, his ability to just keep at something. Cheers to Jake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. It's just, um, and it's also, and Jake's young too, right? So, and yeah. we, we talk a lot about kind of how different generations maybe have a different tolerance level for pain <laughs> or perseverance. Um, and I think Jake is a is a great exception to that, right? As as a young person, he he he's kind of picked the more difficult path, which uh, yeah, which is agree. definitely yeah. honorable. Yeah, I remember the first time I met him, I we were doing some onboarding, and I had a specific onboarding program, right? You know, to try to get you got to get in deep, but then you got to be able to step back and reevaluate and go, okay, what do I really need to do? You know, like you got to get totally overwhelmed and then you got to step back and say, okay, full throttle's cool most of the time, like all the time, but sometimes <laughs> you got to let up on the throttle a little bit yep. just to see the, you know, see where you're going. Yeah. And so when I did that, you know, the, the first day I met Jake, it was a phone call, literally like we were all live during the, the, the onboarding was a lot of live time. And I, he was on camera and I was on camera. And I just remember we just sat there like a stare off for a second. He's like, Hey dude, like, Hey, how you doing? <laughs> I'm Cade, and he goes, yeah. Like, I could just, I could, I knew exactly what was going on in his mind. He's like, yeah. His last boss had just gotten fired the week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and he's sitting there like, oh, cool. How you doing? Nice to see you, and we'll see you later, because <laughs> you're going to make it a week, and you're going to, yeah. you know, <laughs> jump off the building. And I said, so, tell me a little about yourself. What makes you tick? And he's like, oh, you don't want to know anything about work? I said, not right now, no. I said, I'm so overwhelmed with 
Thomas and Keaton and Patton <laughs> and spreadsheets and budgets and all the other stuff, I all I want to do is say, hey, what's going on? How you doing? And that's about it. Jake's like, we got six hull trucks down right yeah, now. Bro. He's <laughs> like, we got all these problems. And I'm like, yeah, well, then the problems are going to be there as soon as we hang up and they're going to be there the next day. Yeah. And a I year said, from now. And <laughs> I said, but what I need to know right now is just kind of who you are and how you are. And, and after that, I was like, just so you know, it's, you know, I, I'll appreciate your help. I'm going to lean on you big time. And I can tell you right now that I could, I have been to a hundred companies, you know, not a hundred companies, but I've been to a lot of places and I've done a lot of things in Alaska and Nevada. I will say that Jake is probably, he is definitely the guy that I talk to a lot because of just because of his function that he's changed into in the company. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have to talk a lot because of the, the financial stuff. And then like, just, we bounce things off each other, but he is truly like, uh, you couldn't, you couldn't ask for someone better to help you through this journey either. I couldn't agree more. And, yeah. I, and, I, and I'm not saying that to blow him up. And if he comes in here, no, he's going to come in here and ask him for a raise. Any second. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Denied. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully he's out getting us dinner, but some more beer. But, but anyways, he's no, just, he's the best. He, he really is. is. I mean, and even when days are bad, like uh, a couple of weeks ago, he had some frustrating moments, you know, and you talk about it and it's just like, Hey man, just breathe. And I've came up with this new philosophy and Thomas is going to appreciate this. Cause so, so a week ago I got to go, I got to go down this route a little bit. <laughs> Last week, Thomas and I went on a little road trip. We had a lot of fun. And we had a lot of good times, yeah. And, and we've been on some really fun road trips. And I hope to go on more road trips in the future. You know, Thomas and I had a great time. We accidentally had dinner, and it was like an awesome dinner. <laughs> it was great. So we leave Reno at 5.36 in the morning. We drive two and a half hours in the dark uh, to Winnemucca to the NVMA co- conference, right? Mm-hmm. So we sit down, and throughout the day, we have a handful of meetings. And then we're like, okay, well, we're going to get out of here at a decent time drive back. They were awesome, by the way. Not they, just the conference, but the facility, like yeah. setting up meeting rooms for yeah. us. They set it up was meeting amazing. rooms for us. They for me and the lady's like, well, I'll just give you this whole room, and here's the Wi-Fi and everything, so we could go have. I was on a meeting with you, right? We mm-hmm. were doing some bid reviews for the client, and so they set us up totally. Um, and then we were sitting there right at the end of the day, and everybody's starting to leave, and they had brought food out, and I think I made the comment. I said, well, we have two decisions. We got a decision to make. We can either have dinner at a gas station and then drive back to Torino, or we can go over there and get in line for that, that Mexican food. It looks pretty darn good, actually, <laughs> yeah. after we've been sitting there all day. And so we go get a plate of food. We're like, we'll just go get a plate of food, sit down and eat it. Well, we sit down and eat it, and uh, all of a sudden, this guest speaker stands up. We had no idea he was coming. None. We look at the board, and there's no agenda for him. We're like, what's up with this, right? This guy was awesome. I mean, amazing. ex-Top Gun fighter. Airplane pilot, yep. 440 some landings on aircraft carriers. No way. Yeah. yeah. And me and Thomas were like, whoa. <laughs> so all of a sudden, Dude's our legit. little taco dinner we had going on there uh, lasted an hour. And we were like, you want to leave? And we're like, mm, not really. You want to leave? No, not really. We're like, cool. We'll just stay here. So we stayed there extra late to, yep. to do that. Yep. And I remembered one thing, and I've used this, and, and the whole reason of that story is because it kind of comes to as you go through life, you meet people. As you, fix equipment, you meet people, as you buy equipment and you do the things and you go to all those different sites you do. And again, I might not be the most popular person. Some people might think I'm a bit of a jerk. Some people might think I'm pretty inspirational. Either way, there's a memory, right? Yeah. But, you know, that guy on the stage, he said a bunch of stuff and I know Thomas and I both took quite a bit of notes (laughs) because I'm like a, I like to think about things fairly deep, you know, and, and, uh, he said something and he said, every time you're frustrated and you're pissed off or you're having a bad day or whatever, stop what you're doing and wiggle your toes. I've never heard that. Neither had I. And Thomas and I look at each other as we're sitting there <laughs> thumbing it on our iPhones, right? <laughs> Typing notes like, oh, this is one I got out of this one liner. And I'm the one liner guy, right? So, oh, you are a one liner guy. So, uh, so much that I believe we have a book being developed right now for one liners. I which wouldn't is, doubt it a bit. That's uh, just a uh, Patton's one liner <laughs> book. And I actually had another one today that I think he got, but. But he had that saying of, you know, anytime things get frustrating, wiggle your toes. And I used that this weekend. We were at a, a Christmas toy run uh, raising money for uh, a young lady that has leukemia. A young girl, I shouldn't call her a young lady. A five-year-old girl has leukemia. And we were, uh, we were raising money for her and collecting toys in front of Walmart, which is probably, I don't know if you guys have ever done that. It's not the most fun thing to do. <laughs> most everybody comes out of Walmart's got like the hand up, like the Christmas yeah. and the Girl Scout cookies where yeah. oh, I'll catch you later. And they go out the other door. Well, yeah. we got guys standing there too. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you got guys at every door. Yeah. Yeah. We, we make sure both ends are covered. But, but 
uh, and the, the kid was there. One of our, one of our um, friends were there, and his son was there, and he was just, I mean, the kid was like a blender with the lid off. He was everywhere. And I just told him, finally, I said, man, stop and think and wiggle your toes. And he did. He stopped and thought and wiggled his toes. And his dad's like, I've never got him to do that before. But it was just something little like that that you start yeah. taking away. And, and I guess when you think back at it and people and processes and systems, yeah, we got to be determined and yeah, we got to do the right thing. But at the end of the day, it's just us. Yeah. And there's two rules, right? You know, one is make memories. Two is well, don't get caught. Yeah. <laughs> but, or if you do get caught, make it a good memory, right? <laughs> Well, it's like you guys, it's like the equipment team's done this week, you know, working with people that you actually enjoy. And and I, I think probably that's one of the biggest lessons I've learned in the last five years, because we've been through <clears throat> a lot of really good people that have been here and have moved on and gone elsewhere, uh, yeah. for better or for worse. And then oh, yeah. we, we've had folks that I've just really enjoyed doing work with, right? And then I've had folks that it's just a little more painful to work with and a little more frustrating. And, and uh, it's funny for me, my wife can tell, right? I don't talk about work ever. You know, I'll tell her, hey, we won this big contract. Uh, but that's about the extent of it. I don't come home. There's no reason I should go home and relive the problems I just lived through. <laughs> and that's... Yeah, that's all you're ever going to talk about, right? It's the problems. And I'm not much of a complainer, so I'm not going to go home and complain, right? She's been with kids all day, so she doesn't want to hear my complaints anyway. <laughs> but she can always tell if I'm doing work with people that I really enjoy or if I'm doing work with people that steal my joy. And yeah. it's it's so different how you feel every day. That's what's fun about you guys. When you come to town and you've got your equipment team here, Jake, Nate, like, yeah, you guys get kicked in the balls probably more than anybody in the company. The trucks are down. This is down. That We're waiting on parts. We're flying this thing in from Taiwan. We're, but you're still smiling and having fun and, and ramping scooters off of sidewalks and stuff yeah, and yeah, after there, hours. There was that one time. <laughs> you know? I just started walking normal. <laughs> I told you you couldn't get on scooters this yeah, week. Yeah, no scooters. Yeah. I'm good. I'll... Somebody else can get on scooters. Well, there's, there's a lot to be said about doing work with people that you actually enjoy. And yeah, and yeah. It, I saw that reflection today too. We did a little reflection today when we were sitting in the room and, and we recruited Cassie. Yeah, sweetheart. So yep. she was actually the HR manager for Turner Mining Group, right? Mm -hmm. And there, you know, things changed throughout life and she decided she wanted to try something a little different, right? For, as we all know, or not we all don't know, but... For lots of reasons, she decided to come to see us, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, she said something the other day that she, she was extremely happy to just be with us, right? She didn't know any. I mean, we literally started her training was, hey, do you know where to check the oil in your car? Yeah. I said, okay, that's the engine. So that's a major component. <laughs> okay, cool. I said, so when you need tires, that's the round things, right? And, uh, and she, gets, she got 90% of it, right? But we had to teach her from a perspective which was really, really, really awesome because she didn't know anything. So the few things that we thought, oh, hey, we got this. We're doing this. We're doing that. We're doing this. We're sitting onboarding with her because I do onboarding the same for everybody, right? As you guys know, I come here and we all mm -hmm. sit in a room and we lock ourselves in a glass room for a week yep. and we figure it out. <laughs> yep. We come out with clarity. Yes. And I like that. It's so cool. It's There's no gray. I mean, there's gray areas. Of course, you leave and you're like, I can't remember what happened. You know, but... <laughs> But she sat there and she's like, well, what's that mean? And I'm like, well, this is the GL code and the, you know, the object code and this is what we should be doing. And she's like, oh, so what's that mean? I'm like, dang it. And I look over at Jake and he's like, I think we have a bigger problem. I'm like, okay, let's back up about a week. Mm -hmm. So what do we do? We started typing processes up. Yep. Things that we knew, what I call tribal knowledge. Yeah. Maintenance guys, no tribal knowledge. Hey, that's a major component. That's a minor component. It's a running repair. It's not a running repair. Life expectancy is this, is this, and all those technical things, right? It was so cool for her to come into this and go, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. A hundred times, I don't know. And finally, we were like, holy cow, we got to write some stuff down. Yeah. So what did we do? We put in standard rates. We wrote down what running repairs are. We wrote down what this was. We wrote down what cost codes are. All the things that were tribal knowledge in our brain are now actual things that are in place with Turner mining on the top, right? Yep. It says, this is how we do business. Yeah. So it's actually formalized. So well, and it's building it from scratch. Yeah, it literally was. And it started, we were doing it all right, but until we had someone come in that didn't 
know what good looked like or what we were we said was right or we said was normal. Right. And she didn't do anything wrong, right? We needed a purchasing agent to help our team. Right? Yeah. And and she's been just phenomenal. I mean, this week she she went to lunch with us today and she's like, darn it, I already ate a salad. Well, she had dessert for lunch today. That's cool. She orders a piece of pie at yeah. lunch. And I'm like, oh, that's that was, that was a bold I, order. That was a bold order. I'm like, man, I wish I wasn't hungry. I'd have a piece of pie, but I'd probably eat too many pieces of pie. But no, it, it's things like that where you can take a normal person that has a good heart, a good mindset, and a good drive and change. And that's what we talked about today, reflecting on what we do, is we took and nothing, against, nothing against Cassie, but she didn't know maintenance. Yeah. No. And a lot of people criticized me for that one move. I had a couple comments to me like, oh, what are you doing there? You know, that I'm like, dude, it's the attitude. She wants to be with us, mm-hmm. one. She wants to learn, number two. And she's a good person. She's, yeah, so, great attitude. You know what? I can train that. Yeah. Absolutely. I, you know, unfortunately, I'd hired one or a couple others that, you know, that didn't have all, that might have been able to do a spreadsheet better or do something a little better or this or that. But they didn't have the attitude that she has. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's fixing problems every day. She's calling the equipment managers. Hey, guys, did you receive this? Do you need a PO? Where's this invoice? Where's that invoice? So every day she's the bad, you know, she's making the call. Well, unfortunately, guys, like I told them today, I said, when you're when you're hearing from her, it's because you weren't doing what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. So. You yeah. can either get the business or take care of it at the front and end. She, and she looks really, like, nice and sweet, but she can get on you, too. Oh, like, yeah. if you don't have your recs done, <laughs> and yeah. Yeah, she, uh, she last Friday, she pretty much pinned me down last Friday. And I, and, and I told her, I said, you can't give me an excuse either because I'll ditch you. It's not that mm-hmm. I don't want to, but I got so much other stuff going on that if you don't pin me down, it's kind of like Keaton. Yeah. Sometimes you got to tie a rope around his leg to catch him. <laughs> yep. yep. And then you just got to anchor it down for a bit. Yeah. And... Cassie did that to me last Friday. She's like, dude, no more. You got to have, I need time. Bill.com, that's the little system we use, uh, is is needs to have all the final numbers put in. And it's the only one that can do it. So I see on my calendar now, every Friday, she has an hour blocked out. And that is our time. And so she made me do it today. She's like, well, you're going to be on an airplane. And I know you're going to be missing. And uh, um, we're doing it now. So I she went that. through Bill.com on the screen with the guys and me. And she's like, well, is this? And so, but again, what was it, four or five months she's been with us now, mm-hmm. maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, not long. Uh, for her to be that far advanced in four or five months, she's she learned quick, and we just repetitively train, repetitively show, you know, and, and she's doing a great job for us. So it's, it's people like that where as long as you're a good person, you can do just about anything. Yeah. But no, it does I take totally a special agree. kind of group to work in that helps with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm not taking credit for it. My crew and my group should take credit for it. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's not all me. Yes. I might drive the bus most of the time, but I'm also riding in the bus. Yeah. I well, try to be the last one to, you know, it's just, it's always, you're just trying to do the right things. Well, that's the difference between, you know, in my opinion, that's the difference between a, a, a real leader is someone that like gets the, you know, when they get on the bus, the bus is hopping. Everyone's hyped to be <laughs> yeah. on the bus versus <laughs> the leader that gets on the bus and everyone's quiet and somber and no one says a word. And I think your bus is hopping. Yeah. So we could put that on a shirt too. <laughs> what? That's two one liners. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I like take, I'm taking, yeah. You're going to take, I'm taking the spotlight from I'll you. make sure Patton gets you credit for that one. It, there, you know, <laughs> a lot of our audience is younger folks. Like I said, some of these folks, you know, maybe have aspirations to start their own thing. One of the, one of the uh, areas where I've learned the most in this business is just in asset management and equipment, right? It, and obviously we got a, uh, what, what do our people say? Move dirt good. You know, we have, we have to be efficient. We have to, yeah. we have to honestly know how to move the earth in the most efficient ways, but a huge part of this business and, and really a part of it that I didn't quite understand when I started was asset management. You know, these tools are expensive. Yeah. Uh, not only are they expensive to buy the first time, they're expensive to operate. They're expensive to maintain, then rebuild then operate them again, you know, and the bigger you get, the more expensive it all gets, you know, uh, cost per hour goes way up, but you know, the more tons you move in an hour goes up too. You know, what, from your tribal knowledge and all the places you've been, Nevada, Alaska, all over the country, you know, with Lead Corps and with us, 
what are, you know, if there are a couple pieces of advice, if you, if you've got an 18 year old and he's like, dad, I'm starting a dirt moving company. <laughs> what advice are you giving them? And it can be operational advice. Cause you know, enough about ops, you know, uh, it can be asset management or equipment advice. What lesson? Cause I've learned a lot from you just in 10 months on the way to think about things and, um, you know, maintenance planning and all sorts of things. What advice are you giving someone that's going to start from scratch and going to go buy their like first 336 excavator? I, I guess it, when you, when you look at it from any perspective, whether you're a, a hundred million dollar year company or you're a half million dollar year company or whatever we're doing is you have to do the right things at the right time. That's probably the best advice. You got to give yourself. I give myself that time, that advice every day. I give my folks that advice. I'd give someone an 18-year-old going to buy a dump truck and an excavator, right? Do the right things at the right time. That'll give you the big payoff, right? If it says to do a PM every 500 hours, by gosh, do a PM every 500 yeah. hours. Because if you don't, in 1,000 hours, you might be putting a $100,000 motor in it or what have you, right? Yeah. The, right, the simplest things that you do, whether it's in your life, your personal life, fixing your car, managing a, you know, what do we have now? 280 to 300 pieces of equipment that we have right now. Whether you're managing 300 major pieces or dredges or, you know, drag lines or all the other fun things we do, um, do the right thing at the right time. If you do that, things will work out right. And what's a really funny thing is the simplest thing makes the biggest difference. It sounds so simple when you I know. say it like that. And that's the, it's the glory about it. That it is simple. Everybody else does everything they can to get out of having to do the work. Yeah. Because, oh, it costs 2500 bucks to do uh, an oil change. Yeah, you're right. It does cost 2500 bucks to do an oil change. Go ahead and don't do them for a while and then call me. Yeah. Oh, shoot. My whatever broke. My turbocharger blew up or the engine blew up because the engine got dirted. Oh, you didn't change oil filters or your air filters. Or, and I'm talking just in general, right? But the, in reality, that's what it's about. Go drive your car for five years and never pop the hood. And see what happens. And see what happens. Go drive it till the tires fall off and see what happens. Uh, a new set of tires is pretty cheap. A new set of tires and rims ain't so cheap. Cow. So if you do the right things, if, if no matter if, you're, if we're doing this for billions of dollars or hundreds of dollars, it doesn't really matter. You're driving a Subaru or a BMW, do the right things at the right times, and you'll get the right results. Yeah. And that's no matter what you look at for your, your life, your home life, your motorcycles. I, I, I mean, yes, you are right. I do ride motorcycles, and I do ride with a group of folks, right? In yeah. A, in a motorcycle club. I it's do. a club. It's a club. It's Absolutely. a club. 100%. It's a club. It is. And We're going to put will, that on a shirt. Yeah, it's, it's a, a club. club. And we maintain our motorcycles in a way that you can ride for extended a period of time at an extended speed or whatever you need to do, yeah. the last thing you need is the axle falling out because you didn't check the torque. Right. Or check, and not like you torque it, but, I mean, you know, keeping things right. Sure. The little things like that. And when you're riding side by side, at a, you know, through doing whatever you're doing, when you're riding... <laughs> he he corrected himself. <laughs> you see what he did there? <laughs> if you're flying an airplane... I heard this. <laughs> yeah. I if heard, you're flying down an interstate oh. at 140 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So Thomas and I were in that thing last week, and it was like a pivoting moment in life right remind me to take out a key man policy on you we still have not done that we need to do no that. yeah do i i would that. i need to do that like tonight <laughs> just in case the scooter thing comes up after oh. a couple <laughs> more beers but um so the 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 guy at the conference last week and i tell this to some of the folks that i hang out with right it, it's like flying a jet the guy said do you trust the guy next to you with your life if he's doing the right things with the right tools for the right reasons at the right time you can trust him with your life bingo it's the same thing with equipment. It's the same thing with your wife, your car, your relationship, your kids. Yep. And the simplest things make the biggest difference, mm. right? You go home and pet your dog first and your wife and your mm -hmm. cat. Whichever order you pick is whichever order you're in trouble with, right? <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, if you yeah. go home tonight and you don't pet your dog and he's wagging at your feet and you walk away, he walks away. Of course. But if you go home and just pat him on the head a little bit, hey, little buddy, how you doing? He follows you around for a while. Mm-hmm. It's all about doing the right thing at the right time. And, it, and it, that does sound simple, but if you got, you got to believe it. And you, yes, there's knowledge and there's background and all that stuff that you got to have to 
own a, you know, if you're an 18 year old or a young person in our company that says, Hey, I want to, I want to go buy a service truck and I want to go out on my own and I want to fix everybody's equipment, you know, and I, I can charge 150 bucks an hour. Yeah, you can, you can go do all that stuff. But remember it takes the right things at the right times to do it. Yeah. And you can't just do it because it looks cool. Sometimes you can, but. Well, another thing that, that I've learned so much about, and especially with some of our new systems is, is how much data plays into good decision making. Yes. You know, when we first started, yeah. I had some tribal knowledge, right? I'd, I had grown up in a, in a, well, I shouldn't say grew up, but I had been in a family company where you learn a lot of things, good habits or bad, you learn them. And so you, you know, you, I, I started this business with some knowledge that, Hey, uh, we're going to do X, Y, Z things this way. And, I, and I'm not going to give many examples cause they're all bad ones, <laughs> but but it's like, no, we're not, you know, I'll, I'll give the environmental fee. We're not going to pay environmental fees. Oh, sorry, cat or Volvo or, or John Deere. You know, we don't pay environmental fees unless, and I've, I've put this out there, unless you can tell me as the sales guy or the service manager, what that environmental fee covers. And I have yet to get anyone that can tell me. And when you got here, you're like, dude, we're paying environmental fees. Just pay it. It's $100. Just pay it. It's not worth the argument. You know, how much, how much time have you spent arguing this over the years? But you learn these things, right? And, and what we're doing now with data and looking yes. at, you know, component life and cost per hour and, and service. You know, what did we pay on a D8 in the last two years in service uh, calls, travel time and mileage, whether it's our own people working on it, whatever. I mean, that using data to make decisions is super powerful. It is. And when you're 18, you don't really think about it. You're just like, dude, if, okay, I'll make an oil change, whatever. Yep. But, you know, you don't, the, the thought rarely goes beyond that. Yeah. It, and it's, it was kind of funny that you mentioned that because we just did that exercise for a couple projects, right? We went back and double checked ourselves. Because we, we put rates together, we do stuff, and we were like, man, maybe we're a little bit off here. We went back, and, and we weren't off. We were right on spot. And it's and we actually went back and found all the data. We have so much data now. It's great <laughs> because we have a few thousand work orders now. Yeah. You know, we have thousands of work orders. I think we're up in the 500 purchase orders. And we kicked off. We just started, yeah. April 1st is when we went live. And that was a less than 30-day implementation for Sage. It was a... Hey, do you guys want to do this? And Keaton and Gann are like, "Yeah, it sounds cool. Let's try it." And it Completely work. switching gears from our last uh, like system ERP yeah. that yeah. we were yeah running turn the down. switch off and oh, turn the switch that's a, on. That's a painful. And it was but, in thirty days, and there's a lot of hard work and a lot of you know it took a lot of perseverance because you know tried it. Yep. It was us that did it, right? And yep. and that's kind of cool to look back at. But it's but now we have the data to go back and look. So it didn't take us very long to go back and double check our numbers with that new data with 4,000 POs at our fingertips now that you can search in a hundred different ways. So that's the data that's, that's, it's, it's nice to have that data. Yeah. It, it also, clean data. it also sounds like obviously making the right decision at the right time, but also kind of when you're talking about getting this data from the beginning, you're, you're, you're also setting yourself up for success, right? Like there are some building blocks that you have to do. And if you don't do them, it's yes. only going to bite you. Yes. It's, it's, it's at the very beginning. Like when we built our cost codes, we literally had no cost codes, right? I mean, we had none and we sat down and methodically wrote them out. It took us a half a day to write out cost codes. You wouldn't think it would take a half a day to write down four digits, <laughs> but everything like our equipment numbers, they had to be exactly a certain mm -hmm. style, but we put naming conventions that made sense. Yeah. And we didn't put them in place for today, tomorrow. We said, what's Turner mining look like in 20 years? I put enough unit numbers and we can have thousands of piece of equipment. Right. But if we would enough, if we wouldn't have sat down and thought about that methodical building steps or that good foundational stuff, we would have ran out of equipment numbers in four years. Yeah. And then we'd have changed our numbers, I think, again. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I'm pretty sure we changed them twice. We, we did. We and did, yeah. It, it's not as much fun as it sounds. Peeling no, let's keep this up. positive, though, Kate. Yeah, this is a positive <laughs> podcast. <laughs> no, it's good. Perseverance is definitely a theme it, on this it, one. But it is. It's, yeah. It's, I, it's like that doing the right thing at the right time. I mean, you build the codes, you build the numbers, you build it like you want to last yeah. forever. Yeah. And, it, it's, and it sounds like... 
yeah, maybe it isn't the sexiest thing or maybe it isn't the most like enthralling or fun thing. But if you're setting those building blocks in place in place, and then you're doing it with a team of people that want to do it, right? Have the right attitude, right commitment level. Like that's actually the atmosphere or the environment that's going to create the success results. It's not, you know, shortcutting this or, oh yeah, we'll, we'll wait on that. It's actually putting in the work. Yeah, it, it is. And once they see the result of being able to go back and find the data they need, that's when they realize that, oh, it is really important to put the right cost codes or the right cost centers or what have you. You know, like today we were talking about tires on 100-ton haul trucks. You know, when do you pull them off? Well, we know exactly when to pull them off, right? But have we pulled them off yet? And we bought a bunch this last spring of tires, and it's hard to swallow that chunk, right? It's a couple hundred grand, but you got to have sitting on the ground. But if you don't have them, you yeah. pay today's market price. Yeah. Luckily, we got ourselves into a, you know, we got ourselves into a. Yeah, you uh, told me not to buy the Lamborghini and we're going to buy tires and let them <laughs> sit instead, right? <laughs> yeah. No fast cars, but you got yeah. cool looking tires. Yeah, yeah exactly. A bunch of sweet tires. On yeah, they, they move dirt good. But it, it's, it, I was talking to the accounting team today because the way we, we pay for our tires and we hold them in a holding account. And they said, well, you've had to have used them by now. And I said, well, no. And well, why do we buy them? I said, well, because. Basically, we got we have a national account now, and we got a good deal on them at the time. Yeah, today's price is a lot different than ten oh months ago's my. price. I looked ahead ten to twelve months, like we have been on equipment. We've got we've got. I don't know if you want to talk about that, but we have a lot of equipment on order right now. But if we don't order equipment today, we will not have it next year, especially in today's equipment environment. Yeah, I I ordered stuff in January and February. I was the first month here. I was ordering equipment for us. Yeah, we've been waiting on a sixty trucks now for since February. Yeah, and, and we won't get here. them till next year. Yeah, they'll be here in uh, April, May, May, and then we ordered another batch for next fall. That'll it's a year out. So. If we don't don't, get any, don't give everybody all your secrets. <laughs> yeah, People are true. dialing up their local <laughs> Volvo guy right yeah. now. Hey, uh, there's no worries. We got the market. So you've been there. here almost yeah. a year, and I think it's been it's been an awesome year. Def, definitely days where it's like, oh, this sucks, but more really good days than really bad days, which is a win in the equipment world. Yes, uh, at least in my book. I, I we were we were on site in Ohio at one of our sites here a couple of weeks ago and I don't know we've got close to 100 people out there and and uh, somebody asked me the question and I'm going to ask you the question somebody asked me the question you know what would you tell because there's some new people out there that hadn't been with the company that long what would you tell all these new people right if they don't know Keaton Turner they don't know much about Turner Mining Group like what what would you say to them and and one of my comments uh, was just be patient with us. We're five years in, right? Almost six years in as a company. Uh, and this is my opinion. This is probably my ego talking. But as a company to be where we are in five years is is, uh, is something that so many people look past and take for granted. I take it for granted every day. It's easy to look at the problems and, and the areas where we've had lack of progress or, you know, the ERP is not perfect yet. This system's not, per- you know, it's easy to do that every day. It's, it's not so easy to look back at where we were five years ago with no employees and no clients. <laughs> so, you know, my, my comment to the, to the company or to the people was be patient. You know, if you're excited about where we are today, think five years from now, that's what yeah. really gets me excited. If you know, you're a year in, almost a year in, what would you tell people? Because you go to all the sites, right? You've been yep. to every site. You've, you've, you've talked to the, the managers. You know, you've talked to a lot of the operators, a lot of the drivers. What do you tell people? Because you've got a different perspective than I do. You've been in big companies, you know, Ken Ross, SSR. Some of these companies are big companies. Um, and now you're, you're with us, thankfully. Totally different environment. Totally different atmosphere. So if, the, if our people are listening to this, what, what's Cade Smith's perspective? What are you telling them? And I, I think the, I haven't spoke much at Newport, um, but I, I plan on it because I'm going to spend some time there coming up because of some things that we're doing. Um, but I've spent a lot of time at, at our other properties, right? And, and I always tell, and it doesn't matter where you're at, I always tell the people the same thing. You need to sit back 
and you need to look at see what's the most important thing to you. I look back at 12 months. I've been here for 12 months, and I've seen where we've grown, and I'm proud of where, we're, where we were and where we're at today. Yeah, there's some days aren't as fun as others. But the people, the, the one thing they need to do is absolutely, like you said, be patient, but also um, be proud of what you do today and be proud of what you did oh. yesterday. You know, the most important thing to you should be you. We will be here today, tomorrow, and the next day. But the most important thing is you. You do your job with your family on your shoulder, looking over your shoulder every single day, and be you, and we will be great. And there are people at Mineral Park and at Still and all the other places that I've been to. I have said that in safety meetings more than once, and I've, I've always been true. As far back as I can remember, those are the things that you be true to yourself and, and truthfully you know, do the right thing at the right time. Because if you don't know, ask. The most important thing is you. If you make you you, we're going to be great. In five years from now, Turner Mining, Turner Staffing, Turner whatever the next thing that comes after that will be, will be even better, right? I, I can't wait to see where we go. <clears throat> but at the same time, I can't wait to see. I, I like to look back at where we've been because if you look back to where we've been and where we're going, that's what we need to tell our employees, look at the clarity between there and the dust is behind you and it's yeah. hard to see through it. And it's, it's sometimes it's not as pretty and yeah, we've got a t-shirt that we don't ever want to wear again because we bumped into something, but going forward, it's pretty clear. Yeah. If you're looking through a clean windshield yeah. and you're doing the right thing, you know what I mean? And the people drive, they drive it. Now the people sometimes have, you know, I mean, again, I'm probably not the most popular person in the world, but it, there's times when people thought I was a bit of a, a not so nice person to work for or whatever. But if everybody looks in the mirror, it wasn't me that wasn't nice to work for. It was that I was just trying to put things in place and do the right things and hold someone accountable to do the right things. My generation doesn't like accountability. Okay? You should know I, that. Yeah, I was having a hard time <laughs> noticing that. <laughs> I do have about 27 pounds of gray hair on my face because of it. Well, yeah. it, I mean, yeah. it's funny because... Um, you know, I, I really believe, and I said that somebody had, I said this the other day, I swear I did. Uh, the higher up you go in the ranks, and I don't care where it is, you know, if you go from a, a truck driver to an operator, and then an operator to a foreman, then a foreman to a superintendent, to a project manager, to all the way up the list, it only gets harder. It doesn't get any easier. It's not yeah. like, dude, once I get in a pickup truck with a clipboard, like I got it made. No, your <laughs> new boss is tougher than your old boss. Oh, yeah. And the accountability and the amount of weight on your leadership shoulders only grows. And I've, I've experienced this, right? The more legit people we bring into the company, the harder it gets to A, keep people accountable, but B, to even lead them with any real clarity, right? And... I think that's such a misconception with my generation. We just think, dude, if I can like be the guy, it'll be easy, dude. I'll cruise. Yeah. I'll work. I'll work my six hours. I'll cut home early. I won't work Fridays. It's not, that is not the case. No, my life was easier when I was an employee. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was a heck of a lot easier when I had no employees, you know, and it only, it only, there's a graph, right? And it's uh -huh. like you climb the mountain uh -huh. And the graph only gets steeper. Yeah. You know, when you climb Everest, the easiest part <laughs> is the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> the higher up you get to the top, the harder it gets, the thinner the air gets, the bad, the worse the weather gets, you know, um, which is, I, I don't think people talk about that enough. And, and young guys get into the next level and, and they fail because they're like not mentally prepared for the suck that's about exactly. to ensue. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, it can be tough, for sure. There's no doubt. It, it, you're absolutely right, too, because, you know, some of the, and even the, it, sometimes it's generational, and sometimes it's geography. Yeah. So, you, you know, we have sites all across the United States, and like you said, I've been to them all. Some sites you have geography that, that drives drive, and then sometimes you have geography that drives Laziness, uh, drive, not drive. Yeah, yeah. yeah complacency. Yeah, complacency. Or are we going to call out specific areas? No, I, I'm all for it. Let's it, call some places out. Well, yeah. I think the southeast inherently people are more lazy. I've said that from day one. 
Yeah, you've you you've been on this podcast multiple times. The <laughs> Midwest, and this is just me. Yeah. I'm a little bit biased, so I'm gonna get a lot of hate from people from the Southeast. I think the Midwest works harder than the people in the Southeast, and I think the Central West, they'll say the Great Plains, people that grew up on farms in Idaho, work way harder than people from the West Coast, <laughs> California. You know, is that the possibilities there? <laughs> I'm not going to disagree with you on anything you said. Yeah, and, and, and but, but it's true. Geography it, it matters. Is. Well, and and it and does. it's context, right? Because the, the the context for those geographies is just way, way, way different. Or entitled and too. attitudes. Yeah. I was going to say attitudes. Yeah. I, I, to me, maybe it's not work ethic in the south. It maybe it's just attitudes, which is the first thing I kind of notice when I walk on to a site somewhere. Um, and, and by the way, to all of our people, we have a lot of really good people with good oh, attitudes. Absolutely. I walked onto the oh, site here recently. Sure. One of the, one of the managers was like, yeah, you know, this, this, this person was cussing me up and down this and that. And this person's a supervisor. One of his subordinates was cussing him up and down. And I'm like, dude, I don't know where you came from, but in this company, we don't tolerate that. That's not happening. That, that attitude, that negativity, you get on social media and then spew to your friends how terrible we are. You're not here anymore yeah. starting tomorrow. Yeah. So I think attitude is something ge- you know, geographically changes so much. Yeah, it does. People are very entitled in different areas of the United States. Oh, yeah. 100%. I would agree. Yeah. Yeah, I I do think it's generational. Um, I do too. Oh, there, there's well, again, I mean, I come back to the context comment. Like, if you think about it, when you ha- when you grew up where an iPhone gave you every single thing you ever asked for, wanted, desired, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna think a little differently than when you had to literally telegram yeah. somebody, right? I mean, like, it's yeah. just it's just so different. Yeah. And I think, Kate, I'm 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 really glad in a lot of your comments, you focused on perseverance and doing the right thing. Like sounds easy, but it's just not. No. And, yeah. and, and I'd actually say it's the thing that's probably missing the most. When we talk about yeah. whether it's entitled generations or entitled geographies or anything like that, it's like, guys, like you need to get outside of your bubble for like a hot second and actually like put in a little bit of effort, man, you will see how rewarding that can become. Was, they, just, they just don't. Yeah, and what's scary is it it really is easy. I mean, it's it, it's, it's, it's simple. Dis- I think, the I think discipline, it, I think, is yeah. what's is the, not is the easy. challenge. Yeah. Exactly. It's simple. Yeah. It's not it's not complex, but I think doing it takes perseverance, takes purpose. Yeah, you have to have an internal drive yeah. and you have to have an internal self-worth of like, I'm going to do this, whether someone's looking or whether someone's not looking. Yeah. Because I know that if someone looks, I'll either get held accountable or things will run and no one will be up my tailpipe. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. It, to me, it's harder to do it wrong than it is to do it right. So why not just do it right? It's just, <laughs> yeah. it, I, I, you know, and I, I don't want to relate this to too many things, but it's at the same time, it's like we spend more time trying to figure out how to get out of work Bingo. than just getting shit done. Yeah. Let's yeah. just get it done. Let's just shut the door, get it done, and move on. And then next, we'll just go to the next one. I mean, yeah, there's some people that need to hear yeah. that message. <laughs> yeah. Preach. Exactly. Yeah, Keith and I were on a message or on a, on a call here recently. and this we were Sunday sermon. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, uh, we could sit here all day and go round and round, but does it really do any good to go round and round? It probably no. doesn't. Okay, identify the things we need to fix, change, adjust, and adjust them and move on. You're going round and round just makes me dizzy. Uh, yeah, and, then, and then everybody, yeah, round. We're gonna have a one liner battle. We need to. <laughs> I've, I'll smoke I, you. Well, what we should do is we should have the editor of the book have a front and a back. Yeah, there you go. I'll take the back. That's okay. cool. I like to come up from the behind. You know, I'm good. You know me. Whatever. I gotta be in the spot. I gotta be on. <laughs> yeah, you can be on the front page. We'll get a picture. I, just like the coffee cup I had him made, right? I had the picture on the front, and yeah. it's one line sharper on the back. than a than a duck's front tooth or something. What'd you say? Yeah, I think it? I can't remember yeah. which one's on here. Oh, he's tougher than a beaver's front tooth. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Some of them we can't put on the podcast. Well, it's rated PG-13. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, we don't. We don't. I, I'm not much past 13. 
15 on the... Yeah. We'll, I, we'll I feel, lose our sponsors. Yeah, I feel I feel old, but I live of course. in a young, a young, yeah, a young course, man's yeah, body. Of course, Bank will stop sponsoring. <laughs> well, we're an no hour doubt. in. Um, we could sit and do this all night. I mean, we do this all night, all the time, just yeah. not on a podcast. So, yes. Uh, but to keep it true to the time that we try to keep it true to, yeah. is there anything, any parting words of wisdom, one-liners, nuggets of information, trade secrets that you want to leave to our people? I would say to every employee that we have just breathe and remember why you're doing what you're doing. You're doing it for yourself and your family. Everything will work out. It always does. The sun comes up every morning and it goes down every night. Every time it rains, it stops raining. Every time it starts, it stops. Just relax. Yeah. Everything's fine. Yes, production needs to happen. Yes, don't bump into things. Yes, don't do this. And yes, don't do that. And if the boss is yelling at you, probably because you deserved it. <laughs> or if he's patting you on the back, probably because you deserved, deserved it. it. Yep. There's both sides of the fence, right? Yep. Just be yourself and do a good job. Everything will work out at the end. I love that. That's so good. I absolutely love that's that. Gr- that's great. I'm not even going to say anything else. We're going to well, end it on that. I, and I want to thank everybody for all the hard work. Our, the three of us sitting here, takes time and energy too, right? But at the same time, thanks for everything. I mean, yeah. it's, this is a journey. Well, we're here because of the people, our people, that, you know, that listen to this, that, that don't even have time to listen to this because they're slinging dirt That's or right. sand or whatever they're slinging. But they're part so, of yeah. our journey. Yeah. Yeah. And as long as they're part of our journey, then it's a great journey. Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be days that are fun and there's going to be days that aren't fun, but it's our journey. I love it. This is awesome. Love yeah. you. I, I'm, yeah. I'm so thankful you're here, and I can't yep. wait to see where we're at in five years. We yeah. got a lifetime contract, so. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah that's no doubt. It's we like got to get the key man. He's locked signature. in. <laughs> Nike, yeah. We need to get the key man. Remind me yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah, me too. All right, guys. <laughs> thanks so much for listening. Hope you've enjoyed it. If you got any value out of it, like it, share it, send it to someone you like. And like one of our good buddies says, if you didn't like it, send it to someone you hate. <laughs> hey. There you go. See everybody. See everybody. This is Turner Mining Live. This is Turner Mining Live. (laughs) This is Turner Mining Live. Live.